Isn't it a wonderful heritage weekend? We continue to look for spring. We haven't found it yet. We're still just heading for summer. Um, I, I, was, I was really thinking this, this year with Heritage Day, I'm going to dress in a khaki short, some long socks, my fellies, and my two-tone shirt. But then I couldn't find any. I don't have anything like that. And I wasn't going to go by, especially just for today. So I'm an honorary vendor person today. Um, so they've allowed me, they've accepted me into the, into the tribe. So I'm a vendor person today. So thank you to all the vendor people. And... Um, what a beautiful nation we have with such, such rich cultural diversity and heritage. And it is just so good. Uh, I couldn't help myself but just smile a lot yesterday as I was just about town and doing things and watching, seeing people getting dressed. And uh, I saw this beautiful picture of a white burao. Like, I mean, really, he was a brewer with his khaki, every outfit on. And he was sitting having a, a meal with his Zulu friend that was Zulu. You know, and it was so beautiful just to see that together. And it's in our community such a wonderful joy to, to have such varied expression, not only from South Africa, but from so many parts of our continent and also our world. And so thank you for those that took a bit of trouble and dressed up so nicely and bringing some more color. I want to invite, as Ben said, our very, very special guest speaker to come on stage today. Uh, this is a person that you love very much. We all love her. Um, she's, I've known her since 1998, so she's my OSIS. I call her OSIS, and it's her task to, to teach me Sutu. And uh, it's not going so well. Not because she's not a fantastic teacher, but because I struggle sometimes, you know. So I'm a bit, I'm a bit silly. So um, thank you, Mabatu. Mabatu has been a pastor and on staff with us here since 2001 and then later became a pastor. And uh, many of you will know her and love her very much. And it is a privilege for us to have you share the word. This, she had a tough time this morning because she had to start at the south and had to be there at eight. And then there was road closures because of the air show. So she was like a little, but she's done well and she's fine. So let's pray for her and bless her this morning and uh, thank the Lord for the gift that we have in her. Father, we thank you for Mabatu. We thank you, Lord, that she's a gift in our community and to our community. We thank you for the word that she will share with us today. And we trust that your anointing, as always, will flow through her in this special occasion also and for this special purpose. We pray, Lord, that her thoughts, her heart, everything will just be aligned at this time. And that whatever needs to be said, that, she, that your spirit will direct and stir her in that direction. And we thank you. Thank you for the preparation time she's done. And we pray for just much good from this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lochani. Bonjour. Did you say bonjour? Bonjour. Molueni. What a privilege it is. Pastor Louis, thank you very much for running away from your job and instructing me to come and do it on your behalf. But I obliged, eh? 
I obliged because it is a privilege to be able to share what, what's on God's heart for us. Pastor Louis, last week, when he shared, he mentioned that God loves our minds. God loves our minds. And he doesn't love our minds only, but he highlights the mind because once our minds are messed up, we get to lose the privilege of doing his purposes for our lives. And that's the reason why God has created us as holistic beings. And this is the holistic that has the letter W before the H. Because he has made us whole. Holistic beings are the beings that are made body, soul, and spirit. None of us has a body, but no soul or spirit. None of us is spirit, but does not have the house for that spirit. And that's the reason why Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, imagine with me, I love this scripture because I can imagine the angels observing what God does after he's created all of that. And then there's this wow moment and he takes the dust. Are you there? Are you there? You're not in this building, hey? Join with me as we watch together with the angels what God is doing. He takes the dust. He forms. He forms. He fashions. After that, he goes. What is he doing? He is spirit. He breathes in us. And we are made in his image. And we are spirit. And thereafter, we become living souls. We become living souls. That is Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. So, our body is made from dust. That is why it is the one that, form, that, that, that makes the structure. What you are seeing here, look at your neighbor. You are seeing the body. You are seeing the body that is housing the real you, spirit. And your spirit is where God's purposes are placed. For us to be able to do the will of God, our spirit man needs to be healthy. That body 
that was created so perfectly, fearfully, and wonderfully made needs to be healthy for our spirit man to be healthy so that we are a healthy living soul. So what are we? We are spirit housed in a body and we have living soul. Now, Paul, talking to the Thessalonians, affirmed this as he prayed for them. He prayed for them because some of them were asking questions about the second coming of Christ. Fast forward to his prayer. In other words, please go and read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 22, because I'm only reading 23 for now. He prays. And he says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. When you go before 2023, he says, Do this, don't do that. Do this, don't do that. You will discover that if you are like the Berean believers. By the way, do not take everything that I say and believe it. Go and find out reading for yourselves, not because you don't trust me, but because you want to cement that which God says in his word. That's the reason why I am saying, please Go and read that scripture all by yourself. Now, he says, he prays that the Prince of Peace, let me read it in the uh, uh, Good News Translation. It says, may the God who gives us peace make you holy in every way and keep your whole being, there it is, spirit, soul, and body, free from every fault at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, this morning we sang, Lizel remind me, the song you led, more love, more power. I will worship you with all of my mind. I'll worship you with all of my heart, heart, mind, and strength. Okay? That is to show that God, having created us body, soul, and spirit, he has interconnected them, which means you cannot Take care of the body and not care for the soul or the spirit. You cannot care for your soul and not care for your body or spirit. You cannot care for your spirit and disregard the others. In other words, God wants us to maintain a balance. Holistic beings 
have the responsibility to ensure that they maintain this balance. You take care of the body, soul, and spirit interconnectedness so that we will be able to remove all that prevents us from being able to fulfill his God, I mean, his purposes. Remember, we are not to be healed for the sake of being healed. It's for us to be able to live out his purposes for our lives. In this interconnectedness, they function different. They have different roles. That's the reason why I'm able to move because my body is healthy. I am able to worship because my heart is in a good place. But sometimes when I am not, I still come back. I worship so that he brings me back to a place of peace. So that by the time he comes back, I am found without fault, without blame. Now, we are stewards of this holistic being. And being stewards of this holistic being, it means there comes a time in life because we live in a broken world, which means we are a broken people. We navigate through the brokenness. And our desire, and actually Jesus' desire is for us to attain wholeness in him. So for us to attain wholeness in him, it means we need to come to a place where we say there has got to be a balance. But now, what does it look like when there is no balance? As Pastor Litsula would have said, thank you for asking. <laughs> what does it look like when there is no balance? I'm glad the Bible directs us. Here's another homework. Luke 10, verses 40 to 41, talks about this sister who has the gift of service. She loves serving people. And because she loves that, she brought that to an extreme such that it ends up causing a distortion in the gift that God has given to her. Her name is Martha. Martha, Jesus comes, other people come, and she serves, she's in the kitchen, she serves. Can you imagine her kneading the dough? Can you imagine her baking cookies, cooling them, making coffee, cooking pop, brying out there and coming back into the house, chopping onions? Because she has that gift of service. But she took it to the extreme. What makes us think? that she took it to the extreme. Martha came to Jesus 
and looked at Jesus and said, Lord, don't you care? When someone says, don't you care? It means they feel uncared for already. She is frustrated. She is upset. And when you are in that state, everyone else is in trouble. Mary is not doing anything, and I'm doing everything in here. So what does that tell us? She's not in a good space because she didn't care for her body. Many of us work long hours. We drive in the traffic. Ever since COVID, we got the privilege of being able to work online. We work. It's interesting that sometimes we were unable to have meetings with other people because at the time that they were supposed to be at home, they were in meetings with their bosses because they can be found anytime. There wasn't any line drawn and they became tired and they became fatigued. What happens usually when it's like that? You want nothing to do with that which benefits your body. You don't visit friends. You don't go out, entertain yourself. And at the end, you are sick. That places you in a position of being found, I mean, found in fault if Jesus was to arrive at that time, which means we need to manage our time. Sometimes the doctors tell us about psychosomatic illnesses because many of us disregarded our bodies screaming. I'm a victim of that. We disregard our bodies to a point that we don't even go to the doctor once your body says, mm-mm. Now, some of us are probably thinking, is this pastor telling us every time we seek, we must just go to the doctors? There's a reason why he's allowed the health professionals to be here in our lives, because he wants to heal us through them. If he didn't want them, we wouldn't have doctors, not at all. There's a place where we need the doctor. There's a place when we need prayer. But isn't it interesting that with us as believers, when we are not feeling well, even as we go to the doctor, we talk to the Lord because we are spirit. And as we talk to the Lord, we are actually saying, Father, you have allowed doctors in our lives. Give them wisdom to be able to find what it is that's causing this headache. Because we went to the pharmacist and he gave us our grandpa. But grandpa didn't heal us. And that's why we needed to go back to find out why. Another person who did not have a who, who could not keep the balance is Elijah. 
life's going so well. Elijah sees the greatness of the Lord, the Lord sorting out the Baal prophets. If you read that scripture, you will understand that 1 Kings 19 tells us that many times in our lives we are so much in a, on a high and whilst we're on a high, life happens. Boom! And then we move to the other side. What did Elijah do? Elijah, after witnessing the greatness of the Lord, he heard that Jezebel says, <laughs> you are dead. What happened? Fear gripped him. And he decided, Balega, Balega. He ran away. And the Bible says he ran a day's journey away from where he saw God's greatness. And when he got there, he sat under a tree. And the angel of the Lord, listen to this, our father wanting us to live a balanced life. The angel of the Lord came and didn't say, oh, I'm sorry, Elijah, it's going to be okay. No. He gave him food to eat because he's traveled a day's journey. He is kaput completely tired and he knew he needed to eat first and he realized this food wasn't enough he actually didn't need a snack he needed pop <laughs> second half he gave him pop and then he had energy and then God came Elijah why are you here? Now that his body is strong enough to engage. Why are you here, Elijah? And Elijah says, you know, I'm jealous for you, my God. I don't like it when people do not obey you and are rebellious and are busy obeying gods that we do not know. And he went on and on and on. But listen to what happens. He now has someone to engage with. And he had his thoughts and mind reframed. He got to know what the reality is. Because what happens when you are fearful, when, when life is not going well with you, sometimes we tend to isolate ourselves. Remember, holistic beings are supposed to be in fellowship with other people. You cannot live all by yourself. God has created us for him and to live in fellowship. Once you go in isolation, you are in a space where you are being controlled by the evil one. Because isolation is the devil's scheme to take us away from where we get life. 
And whilst he was there, because now he had someone to engage with, he got to know the reality. His perspective changed. And what did God say to him? Ah, uh-uh. ah, that is not true. You are not the only one. But what did he say? Go back. Go back. Why? So that you can see that there are 7,000 more that never bowed to bow. So what happens with us today? We stop coming to church. We stop visiting friends. We stop going to community groups. We stop interacting with people we are. How is it? Dark. What do you see? Dark. What do you hear? Dark. I'm not saying darkness deliberately because it's so dark. But it's simply because when you are there, everything that comes to mind says, I am not favored. I am not loved. I am good for nothing. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot. The question is, if you go back and you start engaging and your friend asks you, Lizel, where have you been? And as you chat, there is an unraveling that happens. We pursue healing in fellowship. But remember, it's not always that we can be healed because we spoke to someone. Sometimes we get decluttered so that we can go to someone else who would be able to help us further. Some of us are born with challenges that affect our mental health. Your community group is there, or your friends, or your family. They are there to support you. But you need a psychologist to say, Let us help. The psychologist might even notice that you need medication for you to have your mental health healthy, in a balance, that you would be able to function. That is why we are, when we suffer, we need to suffer well. That is not the end. Suffering has got a purpose in it. You find it when you are in fellowship. Another person who has shown us what imbalance looks like. That's Saul. Saul, in 1 Samuel chapter 28, there's another homework. Saul, the Bible says, I'm talking Saul the king. King Saul 
had taken out all the spiritists and the mediums because God was the one who reigned supreme. And then Saul realized that, hey, these Philistines are just too many. How am I going to fight them? In wondering how he was going to find them, he consulted with the Lord. But he got no answer. Have you prayed? And you get no answer? And then he remembered, hey, my prophet Samuel is gone, as in did, did, did. So I have got no prophet to consult with. God is not answering me. And then he decided, let me rather disguise and bring back those that I have taken out and are told, you are not God. And he consulted a medium. And you will read the rest of the story. The bottom line is, it didn't end well with Saul. Because when he consulted the medium, he said, God, you, my creator, you have failed. I would rather go to another. That's rebellion. That says his spirit man was not okay. How does it look like today? You ask God for something, you get no answer. You talk to your community group leader, no answer. Your neighbor, your friends, you get no answer. And then you decide, you know what, God, I think I will go to the palm reader. I don't think that palm reader even understands what these lines mean because that palm reader didn't make them. And then someone else goes to a crystal ball. It doesn't even have hands to take that dust to form you. Some of us go to Sangomas and they tell us about that great great grandfather who we do not know and does not know us, but is giving us instructions. Others, we look at the tea leaves or we look at that glass moving between the letters and we think because it knows how to spell. This thing is amazing. <laughs> Be careful what, to, what you call a miracle. Be careful. Because there's a fake out there. Because that fake changed for Saul and made as if Samuel was talking to him. But what I like is the Bible says, <laughs> I like it, Samuel Instead of saying, oh, no, man, Saul, it's going to be okay. Instead, it says, Achman, I'm sleeping and you're waking me up. <laughs> Why? Because we have got no dealings with the dead. 
We have got no dealings with the dead and that's not my opinion. That's what my father and your father says. And that, if we go and we say, you know, some of us, it comes from a place of ignorance and desperation. And they come and they say, Pastor, you know, I sleep and I hear the voices and I hear my grandfather calling me. That means you have already opened a door for the demonic to happen in your life. Do you know why? Because God is a jealous God. And when you are ill, and when I am ill, and we think that the illness is caused by the demons, there is a place for that. Sometimes we become ill because of demonic oppression, but it's not always. Most of the time, sometimes I just need to drink water because I've been drinking Oros the whole day. <laughs> That's why I've got a headache. Other times, there's something wrong with my nerve that I can be prayed for but the doctor can say, you remember that accident a long time ago, Marato? It's because there's a pinch on your lumbar. And then we say, oh, praise the Lord for orthopedic surgeons. Why do we say praise the Lord for them? Because he allowed them to be there, to be able to correct this body that got misformed because of that accident or because of that worry, and you come to a psychologist. And now that we have seen how it looks like when we do not maintain the balance, how should we come back? Remember what did the Lord say to, to Elijah? Go back. We need to come back. We need to remember that we are holistic human beings who are interconnected in our body, soul, and spirit, but cannot maintain the balance alone. We need to be in fellowship. We need to pursue healing. We need to recognize that in this broken world, there are other broken people we can connect, we can help one another. Pastor Louis, it is true. Our minds are not okay, eh? Our minds are not okay. I saw it even with the pastors. We were in prayer, and then Ben said, this morning, we're going to have quiet prayer. And then Ben later, <laughs> I've got the mic. <laughs> And Ben came later, and it happened to many of us. We want to sit and listen. And then you're thinking, sure, I forgot to do that thing. I forgot to do that. I forgot to do this. Ah, 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 ah. 
And then Ben, because he knows that he needs to maintain the balance, he confessed to all of us. So he got healing quicker. Because the Lord knows that he's got, he's, he's got a squirrel in his head. But many of us said nothing because we're not aware of the squirrel that's in us. But it's only after Ben said, and then we realized, oh, yes, even me, you know? And that's how it is. Holistic beings keep the balance. Holistic beings live in fellowship. Holistic beings go to where they can receive help. You receive help at different levels because we are on a continuum. Being on a continuum, it means some of us are just tired. Others are fatigued. Others are even having back pains because it's so bad. Others are, cannot even know what's happening. But just going back helps. So what can we do? What can we do? Galatians 6.2 says, carry one another's burdens. So there are some that are very sick. Others are not that very sick. But all of us are sick. <laughs> and all of us, even in that sick space, are able to help. Have you noticed that sometimes when you've got issues and then instead of focusing on your issues, you find this person that's got issues and you help. What happens? There's provision for that many times. Many times. So, who carry or who carries our burdens? We've got friends, we've got family, we've got community groups. In our church, we've got the Hope Center. And at the Hope Center, we have two amazing counselors, pastoral counselors. Did you hear me? Pastoral counselors. In other words, we cannot go to them and ask for a tablet. Because they will help us declutter. And when they realize that this is beyond them, they will guide you to a psychologist who knows better, who is qualified. There's a reason why that psychologist studied. And then to a psychiatrist, maybe. Other times, no. It's not that. It gets sorted there. So, when we are in this place, knowing that we are holistic beings, we are made body, soul, and spirit, we are called as stewards to maintain the balance. Not all illness is demonic. We have been made holistic so that we can live in fellowship, so that we will be able 
to live out God's purposes for our lives. Now, as I was sharing, what is it that struck you? Are you that person that says, in spite of what I'm going through, on hindsight, I realized I actually love giving people my attention. I love listening to people. Are you that person who can help others, who can be trusted? How about visiting the booth out there that's written Hope Center? You will find these marvelous pastoral counselors. Their names are Dave. Dave, let's see your face, please. Let's see your face. <laughs> Peace, brother. Mel, may they see you, please. You will find them at the booth. They will tell you about the wholeness course. But it's not just you who needs the wholeness course. Because all of us are broken. We can all do the wholeness course so that we find opportunities of getting to attaining wholeness in Christ so that we would be able to live out God's purposes for our lives. So that when Christ, what did one Thessalonians say? So that when he comes back, that we are found blameless that we are found without fault. Why? Because we had a community helping us to maintain the balance of us being holistic beings. We are not body beings. We are not soul beings. We are not um, spirit beings. We are holistic beings. Let us pursue healing. I'd like to pray for us. Lord, I thank you that you are the God who sees. You're the God who speaks. You're the God who hears. Jesus, you are the lover of our souls. It is your desire to see us prosper in all Things. It is your desire to see us be at peace in our body, soul, and spirit. And I pray, Father, for my brothers and sisters who are in a place where they have been in isolation. May they please be helped through you, Holy Spirit, to come out of isolation and go back. May those that have even taken the first step into consulting mediums and spiritists, we ask for forgiveness, Lord. May you help them come back and recognize that you are Lord. May those that are invested in work such that they forget other important areas of their lives. 
May you help us, Lord, to remember that you have given us carrying capacities. May as you come back, Jesus, find us blameless because you have helped us to go and live in fellowship and in community. Yes, Lord, we are a community on a mission to pursue healing for one another to the glory of your name. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us this morning, and we trust that as Mabata has been sharing and through our time of worship and our time of just gathering and being together in our fellowship, that you would have experienced something of a sense of God's love for you, that he knows you as an individual. His eyes are focused upon you. His heart is set upon you. You are not alone. God is for you who can be against you. But then not only is God for you, we are for you as a community. So may you go today in the grace and in the favor of the Lord. May you encounter him in beautiful ways throughout this week as you experience his face that is beaming upon you because he loves you, he is proud of you, you are his beloved. If you would like some prayer this morning, you are so welcome. Our team will be ready in the front to come and pray for you. Perhaps you've come here and you've, you're trying to figure out how do I have a relationship with Jesus. Come and talk with somebody and they'll talk, help you and pray with you to have a relationship with Jesus. If you want to find out a little bit more about our church, you're so welcome to go to uh, our Connect Lounge, which is on my right, and uh, join uh, some of our members there. that will tell you just a little bit about what this church means to them and how you can be involved. May the Lord bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful week.